Speaking of reliability, a podcast with good friends talking with you about reliability engineering topics. Welcome to Speaking of Reliability. This is Fred Schenkelberg. And this is Kirk Gray. Hey, Kirk. You, you were just mentioning something that that's sparked an idea for a topic, and it's similar to a couple of questions that have come in that, mm-hmm. you know, there's... There's this whole philosophy that you wait till something fails and then you go fix it, right? Right, and, right. And and then there's a, another realm of folks that's saying, you know, with good um, engineering practices and good, uh, you know, understanding of how things fail is you can identify, say, the weak point and then make that more robust. And there's techniques for doing that to uh, right. to right. discover or, or use halt, for example, to, to find <laughs> where the weak points are and go fix it. Right. 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 Yeah. But you were, you, what sparked it was you were, you were talking about that you, you have uh, a fence gate, a fence right. and a gate getting repaired today. But it, it was interesting the way you phrased it, the way the guy said, here's what we need to do. Right. So, so basically this is a, uh, 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 Wooden fence, six foot high uh, post, sunk in concrete in the ground, and um, the part of the the post holding the gate hinges and actually has to hold the weight of the gate as it swings open had actually broken at the base where it uh, entered the concrete. Uh, reinforced. Did, it, did it break like a car run into it, or did it break because it got? Uh, it it no, got eroded, corroded away. It, it was just eaten. basically fatigue damage over many, many years of that displacement of the weight of the gate swinging open. It actually, you know, by, moves the yeah the, the, the weight a little bit. The weight actually right. So so the uh, constant opening and closing of the gate uh, finally had enough. Uh, back and forth and weight that it it broke at the ground and mm-hmm. I you know. I, Ways to prevent that would have been if I had a metal, probably if I had a metal post. A metal, uh, well, if we're going to brainstorm, long, you could skip yeah. the fence altogether. And <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you know, but anyway, so I got a you know a guy that's very experienced. Looks like he's had uh, he says ten mer- ten years or more experience, and he's done a lot of fence repair. So basically, he uh, you know today when he talked about what he needed to do, he said we need to add another fence post in the 16 foot section so that you don't get as much weight displacement on and movement on that pole that's holding on the, on the fence post that is actually having to bear the weight of the gate swinging open and the torque of that. Mm -hmm. uh, So, you know, this is where uh, he foresaw and probably from his experience of working on fences so much that he's seen this before and he knows that this is what happens when you don't have enough um, support on the on the fence section right. itself. You know, plus the wind blows that fence back and forth. I mean, you know, puts yeah. pressure on the post. And over who knows how long this was uh, in existence. I The house was built in 83. I can't imagine that they had it. Uh, they may have had it back then. And it's quite aged, you know. So, uh, 
So he's out there replacing and adding another fence post. So you get another 50 years out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or whoever lives here. Let's, yeah. (laughs) But but what made me think about it is is this guy's, you know, his experience and or his eye of looking at this structure going, you know, there's, if we do this, we'll make this, the chance of this new post failing in a similar way, some Mm dime in the distant future, will We'll make it more robust. It'll last longer. Exactly. And it's what he did. It makes it more structurally sound. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of of looking at products. You know, I've worked on Mm -hmm. a variety of different new products being designed, electromechanical systems. Mm -hmm. And I know you did a lot of field service and failure Mm -hmm. analysis side of it. And we're constantly looking at, you know, why either why it will fail or what is likely to fail. You know, once I'm right. here, what, what doesn't look right? What do I need to fix also? So I'm mm-hmm. not back out here next week. Um, I don't right. know. It depends on how you're paid. You might want it to be out there next week. <laughs> and the, he could say, he could have just wanted to sell me another post. And yeah. And says, Oh, two by two will work just fine here. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, and um, we'll, I'll bring you a dozen of them cause we'll put one in every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the issue is, is, is how do you, I mean, he, the way you described it, this person has the experience. And I know that you and I both have experience of looking at different designs and different products right. and how things, but we've done lots and lots of failure analysis over the years. Right. And, but how do, how do you do that when it's something new or you're working on something that's unique or, or it's, a, it's still on schematics or you're still on CAD, you haven't built one yet? How do you identify weak points? And I, the reason I bring it up is that with any product, anything that we design and develop, whether it's a fence or a cell phone, there's lots of ways this thing can fail, right? Sure. Yes. And we can't solve all of them. And some no. will not fail for a long, long time, even if we don't pay any attention to it at all. And others will cause half of them not to survive shipping. So right. how do we, how, what's, is there a process that you know of that helps us identify and focus in on the, those points that we do actually need to uh, solve? Well, I, yeah, I mean, this is a course where experience, I think, uh, Lynn, uh, is, is in terribly critical. Uh, so you got to hire see, old people to come help you? Well, you ought to listen, <laughs> you ought to listen to people that have seen this kind of thing. Cause there are very few products is, you know, out of the shoot are, are just, uh, completely, radically you never know those materials have been used before or, you know i mean it's there's always something that traces back to something we've had before we build on the knowledge just like we build on the knowledge of uh our mentors and people we've we've known mm-hmm. like greg greg really didn't uh, hobbs when we talk about halt he didn't really emphasize what i think is one of the key benefits of halt in digital systems is that is changing the uh signal timing through hot and cold Mm -hmm. and that other companies have since gone long since greg's gone have discovered this especially with software and firmware testing that you can actually skew the timings of chips and everything by heating and cooling them plus plus clock clock margining which greg never really uh, involved himself in. It's also pretty expensive to get fast chips and slow chips deliberately made on exactly. a small scale. <laughs> exactly. So instead of doing that, one of the things you can do is cool sections of your board, do, you know, especially thermal gradients across the board mm-hmm. will 
have a stimulus of what you're going to have in variation from lot to lot and, you know, millions of components, you're going to have a distribution. We all know that. Uh, everything has a distribution. Nothing is exactly identical as far as one part after the another. But um, well, you're talking about doing physical things to f create more variability in the few samples you have. In, in hopefully well, right, that triggers right, right, right. fairs or, or and, and trips say, and things like that. Example of fence, you know, okay, I we do get some pretty high winds here. Mm -hmm. I don't know what somebody builds to the strength, you know, what they expect. Uh, Under but, your wind. <laughs> well, we've got 90 mile an hour winds in, uh, in the front range some places. And mm -hmm. I'm sure right next to... Uh, out there in, in our well, that causes problems in your neck of the woods, especially well, yeah, that big fire that ripped through your right, yeah, neighborhoods out there. That was a sixty mile an hour, seventy mile an hour wind blowing, you know, just a firestorm across five hundred homes. Yeah, and uh, and the the uh, you know this is a rare combination of events, but that's kind of what happens. Is sometimes. And, and it's usually, especially in reliability and building or manufacturing, it's not just one thing that happens. It's kind of a co coincidence of a, a couple of yeah, things. Yeah, it's particularly dry and you had the high winds and it was the right, right. scope right. And, and direction and, and it had an ignition that got out we of never control. Know. Yeah, they never know where the ignition came from. We've got, you know, we've got mines that are burning underground. Coal mines that are still on fire. Oh, wow. Still and they've been doing that for 40 years down there. Wow. And sometimes they've broken through the surface. <laughs> uh, even those mines have been closed. You can't ever quench, quen, uh, quench that kind of fire because it's it's burning in channels. Basically and, in solid rock. Solid <laughs> rock. And, you know, it's it's just going to do that for centuries. Uh, yeah. Or may, who knows how long. But it, they, they suspect that it broke out and that was the first thing. And then the wind... Uh, blowing so hard, yeah. carried it, and and then uh, the proximity because it came into Louisville and the houses were so close together yeah. that they just you know so those it popped one after another. But the issue is is that I mean if if the scenario is is that it it takes a sequence of of unfortunate events, the lack of a better term for it to happen. There's an infinite number of those if we're looking at a product. But I, I know from sitting in reviews is that there's usually one or two people that go, hmm, have you thought about, or have you, what about this? Or that looks like a stress concentration there, and usually a material or mechanical engineer. You know? Right. Or, you know, you and I would look at it from our experience and go, hmm, you know, you might want to change that spacing there. Or, have you looked at this? Or what's the torque on that? And, right. You know, things like that. Or my favorite is looking at one going, do you have problems with that connector falling out? And like, How'd you know that? Well, you can't see it and it doesn't have a latch on it. Right. <laughs> it's a blind insert. <laughs> Very difficult to insert in the uh, manufacturing process. Right. right. You have no lock. Um, it's next to another, uh, it doesn't have a strain relief on the cable, things yeah. like that. All kinds of stuff. You just look All at it and go, yeah, yeah, that's a problem guys. That you might have solved that one, but that comes with experience, right? Right. Right. And, and either experience or, uh, I hate to bring this up, but maybe <laughs> no, you don't, <laughs> maybe you stress it. Maybe you put it in and do some vibration. Yeah. No, I knew that was coming. Electrical margining. Maybe you do something to see how strong it is or if it can be broke uh, easily. 
if well, it's that, right, that's a rapid way to build experience too. Right. So it's, right. so that the next time before you go to halt, you can you can put money on saying, "I think this is going to fall right. apart right here." And but then go look at the field and see if you were right or not, or yeah. you really overstressed it, and it's that's never been a problem in the field. I, yeah. You know, you got to have a you got to. You got to challenge yourself, and then you've got to go be willing to accept that that may not be a real problem, and and or it may not show up in the field, or it hasn't shown up in the field, or there's another reason it was structurally different, or somebody attached it a different way, yeah. or something like well, that. Well, there's there's two other sources I think rather than I mean I I agree, put some stress on it, do a halt. And and learn as much as you possibly can, and do the confirmation. That all makes perfect sense. Now, there's right. two other techniques I think are worth mentioning here. One is is in a design review, or as you're working with the development team and talking to them, is going. What are the areas that have the are the trickiest for you? What areas are you worried about? And it might be that there's a particular trade-off in a, in a particular part of a design or, you know, I don't have enough room to give this enough mechanical support here, so it's probably going to move too much. And I don't, I don't see a good engineering solution that's cost-effective. And then that gives me a clue is that when I go into the lab, let's monitor that. Let's look for that. Or let's do the finite element and right. see what, it, what really is happening there or what, right. you know, what let's investigate that is right. the concerns of the developers and design right. teams is one technique. The other one is go talk to the manufacturing engineers, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the, and the technicians and the folks putting this stuff together going, where are the tricky parts for you? What, you know, and the same yeah. with suppliers, let's go ask them. So, yeah, know. especially the first prototypes and, and, you know, if there's any predecessor product that's come from the field, but yeah, you got to right. You got to go talk to the people that do put the hands on to yeah. do assemble it and see what what they've had a challenge with because that probably identifies something that is going to be a problem in the field if it's a challenge to assemble. Yep. You know, I I can't get my uh, screwdriver in that. So uh, we just kind of we kind of wish it works. We get some dental <laughs> floss out and twist it around a couple of times and hope it holds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? We just got some RTV and just you know we glue the thing. Yeah, just... <laughs> that old that yeah. old caulking gun is great. You know? Yeah, I know. It's, but there's but there's you can tap into other people's experiences and 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 people that think through the design problems, people that are thinking through how to assemble it, people that are doing the assembly. And then, like mm -hmm. you said, is if you've got a similar product in the field that's using, say, the same power suppliers, using right. elements of it, what's your field telling you? What's what's the information you're getting yeah, back there? It may tell you you don't need to worry about that part at all. You that's know, right. you're, it's shown very good reliability. Don't don't bother with that section. Go to something else. And usually, it's the new section, the new component you're using, or the new processor or uh, if it's you know lead to lead free those are the things to be concerned about yeah. the the chip itself like a cpu those were rarely ever a problem um we didn't even that's why i never really concerned myself with you know not including that having to cool it down to operate the rest of the board at, at, at to its limit because of the thermal trip built in i never wanted that to engage but cp if the cpus had been a problem i, I would have we would have focused on on testing those yep. too yeah but that was Intel and AMD's thing. So anyway, it, it really is uh, an experience. Like for, let's go back to this fence. The designer might have said, hey, you know, two posts between these 12-foot things and with the gate on it, it's going to last 
25 years. Yeah. Well, he was right. He was right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the other thing too is, is that I can't put another post in there for, you know, 50 years, whatever. Well, right there's, now. well, you, you could put one every four feet and, you know, and yeah, the last hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. But they'll, they'll invent a new weevil of some sort that will attack that particular <laughs> kind of way. Now there's another factor to consider though, is back in, in the eighties. Yeah. Right. Um, and I don't know this for sure, but here's this one thing that might be worth looking at. Is take that old post out, cross-section mm -hmm. it, and look at yeah. how hard that wood is. What kind of wood and how right, how right. is it old growth stuff that's much right. stiffer. Right. Even pine today is engineered that it grows amazingly fast. And you can see it in the ring structure is that right. it, and it's structurally not as, as solid it, and, and resilient as the older growth stuff. So it's true. They have had trade-offs in producing f trees faster that they've genetically modified things to, to do that. And they don't know that maybe, you know, the strength, well, they should. Well, they do. No, it's not. I know. From right. they, my, well, you it, break a board, you put it in. Yeah. in a press and you measure at what point it breaks. That's kind of what we do with all. But it, but it's a changing the, I mean, we used to be able to use a solid fur beam to support a structure, right? right. And it would be a particular size. And then right. the, the architects and the engineer, the mechanical engineers designing these things are now using glue lambs, which are an engineered structure of glue and, and wood structure design with a certain arc in it and everything else mm. that because they can't get solid beams that have the strength right anymore because they're grown too fast and or it's a incredibly expensive because they have to fish it out right. of a, a levee someplace where the wood's been preserved for 100 years there's actually you can get wood like that right <laughs> it's old growth <laughs> but it's well, mahogany i think is a wood that's was yeah. very extremely rare, but extremely hard. Yep. Uh, so not anymore. Right. It's soft as, but, as balsa wood nowadays. At the same time, they're doing better treatments, uh, heat treating or chemicals, maybe to pressure treat wood. I don't know. There's also alternatives. Uh, polymer, uh, um, you know, looks so, the same as wood. <laughs> well, or yeah, it, does, it doesn't. It's too regular. I've got a deck in my yard. That it's, it's this. <laughs> plastic stuff yeah okay like, it, it, works. it works it works <laughs> you can walk on it you don't fall through that's right whereas wood it rots and eventually you could fall through in yeah. fact we have a wooden deck that we're gonna have to replace because the wood has gotten old and that's part of it you know that's something we know about and yeah. that's a thing we can measure hey we're gonna make a reliability engineer out of you after all <laughs> 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 yeah too late fred <laughs> yeah, yeah I understand. Uh, you know you can't teach this old horse no i yeah, i try no i try you try you try i i i'm always looking at the industry and looking through articles and in, in uh well i send google sends me anything that has reliability in it mm -hmm. and so i scan every day and look and see if there's things that you know i can comment on and so i, I try and keep a little bit fresh because I'm not uh, real busy in the industry, but I do get to see, say, occasionally a new new projects from co uh, potential customers. Yeah, yeah. No, there's so, all kinds of stuff going on, and it's exciting. But one of our, our key roles is narrowing down what does this team need to solve, 
you know, what do we need to work mm-hmm. on or what areas do we need to monitor or right. look for? And HALT is a tool that we use to do that. HALT but, is a tool. But also our experience, everything. but also talking to other people with hands-on experience or, or where's, where's the trade-offs being made, what's new. There's lots of techniques to, to right. get a list and then focus in on and the trivial fuel that few is the way Chris likes to say it, the trivial few things that will make the most difference. Right. And it's all dynamic and changing all the time. And you've got to, you know, keep up with it and I'll be willing to accept new materials and new methods and, you know, adapt. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And hopefully your new fence will last the winter. So <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be all good. <laughs> For a while. Yeah. I'm You're sure not that. out there swinging on the end of that gate, are you? That's it. That was, I knew that, that was a, pro- that'd be a you problem. You could hear the wood cracking. 200 pounds on the end of a, a three foot. Yeah. Lever. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that would, would be a problem. Be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll, some reviews. Yes. Yeah, no, you can go play with it again next week okay. when the fence is all done. So. <laughs> I'm going to go ride it. Yeah. Okay. Go. All right. Well, thanks, Kirk. Uh, and, and so if you've listened to this and if you, you know, if you got some other ideas of how to identify those weak points and there's, we threw out a handful of ideas there, let us know. Head over to ascendoreliability.com slash go slash SOR. In a couple of ways, you can get in touch with us there. Kirk and I and the other hosts are uh, can be contacted through LinkedIn or on contact information on our, our about pages. So plenty of ways to get in touch. And if you've got some good tips or ideas and identifying weak points, let us know. We'd love to hear from that and be glad to share it with this audience. So with that, Kirk, I think. All right. You know, luckily we didn't run into any weak points in our connection today. So everything's <laughs> working. No, it worked today, and we'll continue to um, stress it as we go. (laughs) (laughs) No, have a good one, Fred, and thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, send in your questions. We love to hear what's going on in the industry and what the uh, challenges are for you in reliability. Yeah, well said. Thanks, Kirk. All right, Fred. Talk to you later. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to Speaking of Reliability. We invite you to join the conversation if you have a question or a topic that you think we should discuss in a future show, please let us know. You can find a comment box below the episode show notes or just leave a note as part of a review on iTunes.